0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Right, hello. It's Saturday night. Tottenham have just beaten Preston North End. But more importantly, the Saturday night element. Is anybody going to be listening to this when I record this at this time? I don't know. Tell me if you are. I'd be quite interested to know because... I was quite tempted to save this for tomorrow morning. um I just wanted to enjoy my evening, really. Not that I don't enjoy doing this. come on, I'm not you know it's not it's not a hardship, of course I enjoy doing this. me having my say to everybody who wants to listen, but um you know it's it is still Saturday night. I feel the air is getting hot, like you baby. But luckily for you, anybody that is listening tonight at the point of recording this. Well, not at the point of recording this, at the point of release. God, this is all sounding very dodgy now, isn't it? Look, I'm recording this tonight because, primarily, her indoors, as the old saying goes, has uh, left me in the lurch. She's gone off to she's gone off to Norwich of all places. Um, so you know. <laughs> I'm just kicking about on my own. I've watched the football obviously i uh I did myself a little barbecue for one at half time cooked myself a nice ribeye over some uh over some like char wood what do you call it? I can't remember what the name for it is, but not coal. The smoky sort of wood gives it a nice flavour um and I was a vegetarian for many years and now look at me carnival awful um I've had quite a bit of red wine as well so if that's if that's starting to, to to show then uh I regret nothing we're here to talk about football though aren't we not about Charlotte going to Norwich or me doing barbecue for one um Tottenham Hotspur are through to the fifth, yeah, wait, hang on, yeah, fifth round of the FA Cup, beating Preston North End, a team who we adopted the Lily White in homage to, so we uh, probably owe them a, you know, a, a bit of, I don't know, why do we owe them credit? Is credit the right term? But yeah, whatever, we'll give them their props. They were, they were a very, very good team back in the day. And I didn't realise until they brought it up on Match of the Day that they got relegated in 61, the last time we won the the well, not the Premiership, you know, but the the top division, and they've never been back since, and that's pretty mind blowing. Cause it, just my, you know, in the back of my mind, they're one of the the big teams in England, historically speaking. Them, Nottingham Forest, Huddersfield, West Brom, Wolves, Tottenham Hotspur, you know all these teams consigned to history <sighs> 3-0 3-0 away from home it's funny i you know in the lead up to this game i was like now nah, we're going to smash them they're a, a rank average championship team they're not playing very well this season and despite our kind of yo-yoing form we were you know we were good against Fulham it feels like we've turned a bit of a corner, this whatever it is, this team meeting that seems to have taken place. Why can't the lads? Why can't we be back in the place where the lads are playing Uno, you know? About fun that way? I'll even take the cricket, you know? I know people will moan that that was Jose Mourinho, but still, you know, playing cricket or Uno, not, not crunch meetings. We don't want to be in that place, do we? We want to be in the Uno place. Putting down the reversi cards and all that sort of stuff, you know? But we have had the crunch meeting and it seems like we're back on track. 3-0. Great win. Because the point I was going to make is that as it got closer to the game and after the first sort of 10 minutes when it felt like we were trying to make opportunities and couldn't really create any decent quality opportunities, I was suddenly like, we're going to lose this. We're actually going to lose this, aren't we? This is going to be one of those Games where we fail to break through, and then they score, and then maybe we equalise, and then they score again, and that's that. Tottenham are out of the cup. Preston North End are through to the fifth round. In the first time in I think sixteen years, they said on the uh, on the BBC. Alas, though, the little the little team, the small lads, you lost. And the big, nasty, financially dope Premier League side are through to the fifth round. I really, really, really would love Tottenham Hotspur Football Club to win the FA Cup this year. I really, really would like it. I was talking to Rich Grove the other day on the uh, latest, on the last... Studio. I'm going to call it, I know it sounds really pretentious, but it's just a way to differentiate it. You know, it's the studio pod. It's a virtual studio. It's not a real one, but you know, it's the times we live in, isn't it? But in that pod, I was talking to him about the fact that as a 37 year old man who has always, you know, I've grown up knowing that Tottenham are the FA Cup team, or at least we were once upon a time, that we haven't won it Since 1991. And haven't, to be honest, really come close. We haven't even, correct me if I'm wrong, we haven't even made the final since then. Um, No, we haven't. Semi-final a few times, but we know how those have all all ended. It would be really nice, wouldn't it? There's still a bit of prestige to the FA Cup. I know it's not a Champions League and I know it's not a Premier League, but... It's a big cup still. It's big, you know? It is big. In Spain, they still rate the Copa del Rey, you know? It's there. Yeah, it is there. It is the Spanish FA Cup, isn't it? Copa del Rey. Copa Italia. I'm guessing it is called that. I think it is called that. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, But the FA Cup, it's magic, isn't it? You know? Little Woods and the draw and people having tinfoil FA Cups and stuff. I love it. I love it. It it kind of wore off on me a bit. I was talking to, again, a a reference on the other pods. Speaking to Ben Haynes, my old pal Ben. um, I'd sort of gone off the idea of the FA Cup for quite some time because I'd just been so desperate to see Tottenham get into the Champions League. After like Lasagna Gate and all that sort of stuff, when we kind of got on so close and not done it, and seeing you know Arsenal, Liverpool, United, all the stuff you know them playing in the Champions League year in year out, I just thought, fuck, I want to see Spurs in that. I really want to see Spurs in that, and I love it. I don't, I don't take the Champions League for granted for a second. I still think it's the pinnacle of football. I love the World Cup. Premier League's great, but to me, Champions League is is I don't know. There's something very special about it. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a Eurocentric piece of shit. I don't know. But no, fuck off, man. Lots of pe- people come from all over the world to fucking play in the Champions League, watch Champions League games. It's 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 amazing. It's the pinnacle of football. It really is. Um, so I don't take that for granted for a second, but. I would love to see Tottenham win the FA Cup. I would the Dark Cup. It would be it would be nice, wouldn't it? You know, seeing Harry. Think about how happy he'd be. You know how much he's. You know he's a he's a he, for for an Irish lad. <laughs> he's pretty nationalistic. You know. I don't think he's bad. I mean, right. If we're going to get deep on it, there's probably no good nationalism. But in the surface level let's not think too much about stuff way, I don't think he's bad nationalistic, I just think he's, you know, I think he's proud of where he's from, he loves his family, and all that sort of stuff, you know, whatever it is, I don't, you know, people say salt of the earth and stuff, I find that a bit patronised, it's a bit classist and weird in it, but, you know, (laughs) that's what I'm intimating, isn't it, so I am trying to wriggle out of it, but I think he'd love it he'd love to win the FA Cup you know to be the to be the first, yeah to, to be the first kind of I was going to say Tottenham captain I was going to make the fucking mistake the mistake that every fucking commentator and every fucking pundit makes that I'm sat there going uh, actually he's not our captain and I was just about to fucking say it what a piece of shit just you should just stop listening now this is to be banging on about barbecues and wine and the FA Cup and, you know, letting all my inner Eurocentric piece of shit tendencies come out. What are you doing? Ask yourself a question. Ask yourself why you're listening to this. Sat there at home judging me. You're the one that's lined this up. You're the one that's listening to it. What's drawn you to me in particular, eh? Why don't you ask yourself that? Just some food for thought, isn't it? But Tottenham Hotspur are through to the fifth round of the FA Cup. Let's fucking win it. Let's fucking win it for Hugo Lloris, for Humminson, for Harry Kane. Let's fuck it. Let's go even further. Let's win it for Jan Vertonghen, for Toby Alderweireld, for Moussa Dembélé, for Eric Fucking Lamella. Let's win it for all the lads. For Danny Rose. Not for Kyle Walker. He can fuck off. Well, he did fuck off, didn't he? And he's won it so. Or, yeah, hang on. Has he won it? I don't know. Fucking snake. Um, But let's do it. Let's close the gap on the fucking scum again. It's our cup. Let's fucking have it. We'll win it this year, next year, year after that, year after that. Just win it every single, like fucking City do with the League Cup. Let's just make it our thing now. Let's just start winning the FA Cup again. Time and time and time again. And then when people say, what have you won? We'll say, we won the fucking FA Cup, mate. All right? There's a photo of one of our players lifting it up, holding up the FA Cup. What have we won? That's what we fucking won. Do one. I've been trying to get into... I'll talk to you about it more toward the end because I know people want to really talk about the football. I've been trying to get into Andor. A lot of people you know, have been super... Oh you, oh, you must. Oh, you must watch Andor. Oh, oh you must. You must, it's simply, oh, you must. I feel a bit fatigued with Star Wars, you know? Oh, but it's not, oh, it's not. It's about fascism, it's about the rise of fascism, it's about rebellions, it's about people rising up against malicious regimes. Yeah, all right, I get it. Fucking give me a break. Still, people flying about in spaceships and shit in it. Like, grow up a bit, you know. But (laughs) I've been trying to get into it. I'm four episodes deep, and I'm close to giving up. But once I've uh, finished recording this and put it out and done all other the admin shit, I'm gonna go back into it and try and you know get my last few guys. Obi Wan, I I binned off halfway through. It was awful. Awful, but I don't think Andor's bad. I'm just—it's just very slow, very slow. And I'm not expecting all lightsaber fights and all this stuff. Look, I'm going to talk about the players first, right? Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's talk. About, look, if you were about to turn off, don't. Right, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I'm just going to talk about Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Tottenham, Preston. Do, do, do. he has been kind of leading this campaign early doors for Fraser Forster to replace Hugo Lloris. And naturally, when he first suggested that, it was obviously something I bitched to people on WhatsApp about. Did you hear Bardi on the Extra Inch saying we should be starting Fraser Forster? What What is he on about? Type thing. Um, but to give, him, to give him his dues, I think he was a bit of a visionary on this one because Hugo's not... Not looking very good at the moment. And Fraser, I know it was only against Preston North End only, but there was just a calm solidity to his overall play that I think permeates throughout the squad, right? I was worried when I saw that defence. Um, and Davinson Sanchez wasn't particularly great. But we'll talk about him in a minute. Um, But I feel there's a sort of calming presence there for a keeper who can, you know, claim a ball in the air without punching it or flapping at it all the time, which Lloris has just gotten into this disgusting habit of doing. Um, He's just a massive bloke, isn't he? He's massive, absolutely enormous. It's not just like, you know, there are some people that are tall, right? They're they're tall people, but they look like a kind of normal, for want of a better word, person, stretched, right? They just look like they've been stretched, like it's been a Photoshop when you haven't done a constrained stretch, and they're just up, long legs, long torso, long arms, but then like a normal-sized head or whatever. Fraser Forster is one of those people where he's tall, but it's not that he's tall, it's that he's a big person, like he's massive, and it's all in proportion. Like, he looks like a normally proportioned, again, for want of a better word, proportioned person. But he is, he's just massive. Like, he's really, I, I'm I, like, I really hope there's just, at least just a couple of you listening to I mean, there's only a couple of you that listen to this normally anyway. But still, a couple of you listening to this that get what I mean when I say that. He's not a tall bloke. He's a massive bloke. Good performance. All right, he wasn't asked many questions, but like I say, I think it, it, his presence was quite calming. And uh, yeah, I'd start him over Hugo for a bit, to be honest. Tanganga. I thought he was really good tonight. I thought he was really, really good. Um, I really liked seeing him on that right centre back role playing that kind of Romero role he's got the he's got the aggression he's i think he's a i think he's a, an athletic player i think he can get up and down the pitch nicely i think he's got a good kind of turn of pace on him i think he's got a lot of stamina um and i think he's got some guile to him i i i've i've always you know, he's from the academy and everything like that, so maybe there's a bit of bias there, but I've always had a soft spot for Jaffa Tenganga, you know? And I quite liked seeing him in that position, and I thought he deputized for Romero really, really well. I thought he was really good. I thought he had a, I he had a good performance. I thought he linked up with Doherty well. Um, didn't see enough of him with Emerson Marell, but I just thought I thought he was really solid tonight. I really liked him. Um, you know I, I don't, I'm not in any mad, he seems happy to be in and around the team don't really hear any noises out of him he doesn't seem like he's unhappy not playing week in week out if that's the case I'd happily keep a player like him around for the squad like completely you know because again you know I feel like he's one of those players that costs you Tens of millions of pounds to upgrade upon. When is it really pressing? Is it really urgent that one of our squad players happens to be an academy player who's relatively solid when called upon? don't know. Dav Sanchez, look, I, I I hate kind of going in on, on individual players, but it, as I was saying before, we've done this experiment. I don't know why he was made captain. I don't get that. Maybe, because I guess, I assume he's one of the more senior players in the team. What is he now? 27, 28, I think. Maybe around that age. Um, I guess it's a, maybe a, a show of confidence. I'm assuming that he got made captain because he doesn't play an awful lot for us. I'm guessing that Conte values his presence. He must be you know, a good trainer, I'm assuming. He trains very well. And I don't, I don't ever feel like Dav Sanchez isn't trying. That's the thing. He doesn't, he doesn't annoy me in that way. He doesn't, he doesn't seem like a player who. It seems that every time he's on the pitch, he, he wants to do his best, but he just gets caught out so often. You know, he just. I don't know if he's in his own head or if he just, if he's just one of his weaknesses in his game, this concentration, because he just seems to mess up nearly every time he's on the pitch and. It's a shame because he's got basically all the tools to be a really 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 good defender. A really top class defender, but he just it just doesn't click, does it? It's just not there. Um Longley good performance tonight. S- sort of spread the ball about pretty nicely. Um wasn't really asked to do an awful lot, but still solid when called upon and that's kind of what he is I mean to me Longley is I mean not in terms of them as footballers but in terms of their level I find him fairly interchangeable with Ben Davis and people don't like that people seem to think he's a level above Dyeron Davis I personally don't think he is if anything I actually think Ben Davis is slightly better I think I prefer him anyway and I think he needs. To, I think he needs to be upgraded upon. Don't get me wrong, um, but I'm not here to dig out Longley. He's had a good game today. Um, I just, you know, hope we don't sign him permanently. Matt Doherty, pretty Matt Doherty performance, wasn't it? Like, not bad, not great. He was just there, did a fair bit of running. He looked pretty pissed off to be taken off, but you know, he wasn't really creating anything. He wasn't really doing much. So. Guess Conte wanted to, to roll the dice. Ryan Sessegnon, look, man, if you if you if you're not going to be bossing the game against a championship side, I think we can sort of you know say pretty firmly now that he's just not. It's it's just not happening. It hasn't happened for him, and it probably isn't going to happen. I think. He, I, you know what, I can really see him being the type of player he ends up going to, Bournemouth, Southampton, Everton, whatever, and looks good, and people will say, why did we sell him? We never gave him a chance. You know. But we did. He's had lots of chances. He's played a lot. You know, we we, we binned off Reguilón. Reguilón. To... Uh, to give him you know to give him a go and yeah he looked great when he when he was competing against Regan I really liked him I really thought there was a player there but i don't know it's just not he's just disappeared back into himself and he just doesn't seem to have that you know aggression i the thing is i don't want to start falling into like a load of toxic tropes about this and stuff but i just think he's too timid you know i i just think he's He's just he's just not the one. Sorry. Rodrigo, Rodrigo, Rodrigo Bentancourt. Good. Very solid. Metronomic presence. Box to box. Lad's got the lot. Couldn't have asked for anything more from him tonight. He's a, he's a fantastic player. One of our most important gutted Juventus. Yves I was quite annoyed. I don't know if Sars injured again. He didn't even make the bench as far as I can see. Um, yeah, Saar didn't even make the bench. And I thought he'd get a game. But Yves was good tonight, I thought. First half, I think most of the team were not great in the first half. But they weren't particularly terrible. Just felt like we weren't really clicking that much. Um, as you know, Tottenham under Conte not showing up in the first half. Shocker. But come the second half, I thought Yves Bersuma was starting to look a bit more like the Yves Bersuma that we thought we were signing. Um, all action. Nice kind of little interchanges with Ben Tanko, Sort of laying it off, running past the man, waiting to receive it. Like, I liked what I was seeing tonight. I really liked it. And dare I say, maybe he's just been needing to get up to full fitness to play in a Conte team. You know, maybe maybe that's all been part of it. He looks fitter. He looked sharper. Again, it's against championship opposition, but you can only beat what's there in front of you, as the old saying goes. And I thought he was good. I really liked him. I really, really liked him. Uh, Kulosevsky. First half, I... Yeah, thought he was looking like a guy that was about a quarter fit. Start of the second half, I felt the same. And he started to come up to speed as the game progressed. We don't need to worry. I mean, it would be so fucking Tottenham if he, after that injury, just lost his mojo and turned back into Juventus Kulosevsky. But I don't think so. I think he's a class, class player. I don't think he's fully fit. He is getting up to speed. He's obviously laid off an assist for Danjuma tonight, um, so he's 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 getting back up to speed. He's gonna be a, an important player for us in the years to come. Hopefully, if I don't know, I don't want to start going into that contract shit because I, I think a lot of that is fear mongering. Um, so let's just enjoy watching him play for Tottenham. I'm not getting on his back. I'm not getting on his... I'm not getting on his back when I'm saying that I don't think he had a very good first half or thing. I'm fully going in on on the level that he's been injured for a while and that he's just got to get back up to full fitness and to full match sharpness. But he's still, you know... The way he picks up the ball and the way he runs with it is just a joy, a joy to behold. Um, I just thought, in particular for something I was going to highlight, I thought his passing, his sort of overall vision and awareness was a little slack tonight, was a little lacking. But he was still an absolute workhorse. That's the other thing about him is he's this sort of intricate technical player, but he's actually a supremely physical footballer as well. He uses his frame, he uses his body really well. He's, he doesn't look the pacest, but he is quick. He's rangy. You know, that big stride that he has is good. And he often tracks back and he takes opposition attackers by surprise when he kind of comes in and nicks the ball off of them. He's a fantastic footballer. Um, even Perisic, you know, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, bad I just I'm starting to just find him a little underwhelming maybe this is my problem I don't know because I've had a mixed bag from Spurs supporting friends when I've bitched about him to them what are you talking about you melt to yeah I kind of see what you're saying just uh he's got, he's got a nice delivery on him but Look, if I'm being brutally honest, I was expecting to see more from him. I was expecting to see more. Where are the screamers, you know? Where are those, like, massive... Okay, he, he plays a, a good few balls across from the side and stuff and takes a decent corner. Where are those, like, rangy crosses from deep and things like that, you know? I don't know. It just it feels like he's good and I was hoping he was going to be exceptional really because he has been an exceptional player for, throughout his career that's all you know that's all I'm I, I don't I'm not advocating that we sell him or get rid of him I'm just I'm just saying that I would like to see a little bit more from him I just would you know cuz I think he is capable of more Humminson. Now, I've been banging on. It, it seems like, I mean, there's this whole thing that he started on left and Paris, it started up front, but I don't, um, that wasn't really what I was seeing so much, to be honest. I kind of felt like they were swapping between the pair of them a bit. Um, But either way, I was just kind of feeling like Sonny, if he gets to play a bit more in, in that sort of advanced role, if he hasn't been asked to do as much running as much defensive tracking that type of thing he's an older player now you know maybe we'll start to see the best from him again and I don't know if this is entirely because of that I don't know if it's just because you know the quality of opposition or just the fact that naturally he's just you know just doing better because he's just come out of his funk or whatever I don't know but It was great to see him back tonight. And after he got that goal, after he got the first goal, which was phenomenal, by the way. It was phenomenal. When you saw it from the angle from behind him, you saw how the ball curved out and back in, into the post. It was absolutely sublime. It's like a sudden just weight was lifted from his shoulders. And he was just confident again. He was managing to run with the ball again. His touch was back. His close control was back. A player of his calibre doesn't turn shit overnight or over the course of a summer. He's an exceptional, exceptional footballer and both goals were well taken. I mean, the first goal was exceptional. The second goal was well taken and that was a good finish in itself. Do we play him more, uh, you know, up front? Can we play him up front? Can we play Kane behind him? Richarlison to his left? Kulisevsky to his right? Is that going to work? Does that work? I don't know. Maybe it means we need to, you know, play three in midfield behind him. Four at the back. Do we end the five at the back experiment? I don't know. It's not an experiment, is it? It's just the way Conte plays. It's, you know, not everything's an experiment, mate. Um... A few of the subs came on. Let's, let's talk about them. Oliver Skip, I thought, was exceptional. <laughs> he, was, he was weirdly exceptional when he came on. Like, absolutely brilliant at everything he was doing. Like, kind of like fucking knocking the ball over the back of his head over a defender and all this type of stuff. The way he was trapping the ball, the way he was passing it about. He looked busy. He looked hungry. Great. You know, it's good to see that that Skippy coming back. I think we've all sort of forgotten about him a bit, which is a shame. Because um, he's a really, really, really good footballer. He's a really good little player. Um, so, yeah, it'd be nice to see him get some more minutes. His, his, you know, where he gets those minutes, I don't know. But it's good to see him kind of coming back into the fold. Uh, Emerson came on for a bit didn't he? I don't know, nothing to report really, whatever um, Danjima see I- I'm interested to know, I'd be interested to know what anybody listening still at this point thinks did he mean that finish or not? Alan Shearer kept banging on about what a kind of scrappy goal it was and whatever I don't know if he didn't Mean to do that, I I guess. I tell you what, as I say that, I kind of think about his reaction, and his reaction, he almost seemed slightly embarrassed by it. And I guess that might suggest that he didn't mean to do that, but obviously, he was going to take it. Um, and he still did his little snake celebration thing, which, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, good. I'm you know, it's going to be it's nice to actually be able to have, like, options on the bench, right? It's good. It's a good thing. In um, fact, he's come off the bench and scored a goal is obviously a very good thing. So, it'll be interesting to see how, how he gets on. You know, as as we've signed him, I'm reading more and more about him, and he does seem like a pretty tricky customer. Um he has been known to rub people up the wrong way a bit throughout his career. Um, he's supposed to be a bit cocky, a bit arrogant, but do we need a bit more of that? I, do, I don't want to go to Jose Mourinho about it, but you know, saying we need to be a bunch of cunts or whatever it was he said. But does it hurt for us to have a sort of a player who's a, a bit of a shite, you know? Um because I don't know if we do have many shites in our team. So maybe we could do with one. And if is a bit of a shite, then, you know, great. Ruffle, ruffle a few feathers. Brian Hill, another player who I thought was really good when he came on. And I, as I've tweeted, I really like him. I really like Brian Hill. I really do. And I I really don't want us to sell him. I don't want us to sell him. I don't want us to loan him out. I want to see him get more minutes for Tottenham. Because I really think there's a good player there. You know, I don't even fully buy the whole thing about the whole narrative of him just being too easy to knock off the ball and all that type of thing. I think a lot, honestly, I think a lot of that's confirmation bias. I think most players, when they get clattered, go down. And I don't see him get kind of knocked over an aberrative amount compared to anyone, like compared to, say, Son or Kulisevsky or Harry Kane, one of our attacking sort of tricky players. I just think it's kind of part of the territory, but we've got this kind of brain worm with it that, oh, he's small and he gets knocked off the ball easily. So every time he gets knocked off the ball, we throw our hands in the air and say, see, see, look, but we ignore all the times when he skins players starts to create problems for the opposition defenders starts to actually make them think fucking hell we've got to switch back on again now because this lad is fucking running at me and he's got like magic feet you know <laughs> he's exciting he's an ex I, I like watching players like him I do he's an exciting good footballer and he made he made the third goal he laid it off to Kulosevsky who yeah passed it across the face of goal quite nicely for Dan who finished or you know whatever scuffed it home whatever it still went in but it was again from a surging run from Brian Hill that that caused that to happen I I really like him I really really like the lad and I want to see him play for Tottenham more I want to see him stay playing for Tottenham and I want to see him feature more because as as if I haven't made it perfectly clear by now, I really like him, but that's that you know we'll see we'll see what happens um I'll leave that there I think thanks everybody for listening um as I was saying with andor i am i'm gonna i'm gonna put it back on now i'm gonna give it a bit more of a chance because I really liked rogue one rogue one is you know it's it's one of the best star wars films i think easily um Top three, I would say. And I really want to like, I really want to like Andor. That's the thing. I really want to. And I don't think it's bad. I'm not expecting fucking, you know, 8080s getting, you know, the snow speeder things tying rope around their legs and lightsaber fights for me to have any enjoyment of something Star Wars related at least but I, I have felt up until this point it's been just it has been particularly slow um, and I found you know I would, I'll tell you one thing even with Mandalorian which is exceptional Boba Fett all of these things I have found a little bit right this is one of my things with these Disney Plus um, Star Wars series things I found at times the characterization a little clunky. The way in which the characters are kind of first introduced, they've got this kind of like, it seems like they're all they're very eager to constantly be like, "Hey, I'm this stereotypical character," but wait, I'm not the stereotypical character. Mm, there's more to me, if that makes sense. And I feel like sometimes just like, look, bounty hunter rogue guy, shithouse, you know, just keep it to the character archetypes and and build from that point. Stop trying to be too like, clever with it sometimes. Um, And I I also find, I'll I'll be brilliant, i find some of the acting in some of these Disney, um, some of the Disney series in general, a bit ropey. Um, I find the directing a bit ropey at times. But I don't feel that so much of Andor. I don't. I don't feel that with it. Um I just think it's been a little slow, that's all. But I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry on watching it now because I'm uh sat on my own on a Saturday night, talking into a microphone. There's nobody in my house. Don't know what the neighbours must think. Um and I'm drinking alone as well. So, shit.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,